love every day, yeah. Cause before you know it, your precious time slips away. Or your precious time slips away. What does it do? Or your precious time slips away. Good evening, or morning, or afternoon, whenever you're listening to the worst idea of all time. I hope it's not for you. It's a podcast. I'm Tim Bat. I'm Guy Montgomery. And this is the podcast where myself and Guy watch Grown Ups 2 every week. And we just watched it for the 30th time. And now the credits are rolling. That's right. They're just rolling up on the screen there. Rolling on up. Facing the TV. I've muted it so you can't hear the... um... Still very distracting though. Still there. So Ario Speedwagon. Yeah. They're the band that sing the... um... Oh yeah. They had a couple of hits. Yeah. I looked up, I was on my computer this morning when I woke up and I, I Wikipedia'd Ario Speedwagon. Oh, yeah. They had like two number one hits. But then in the Wikipedia article, it said their popularity's been waning since the 90s. Yeah. Just starting off with some Ario Speedwagon trivia. There's a great Ario Speedwagon reference in Aquatine Hunger Force. Really? Where, uh, actually, I think it might be the. Is it the Christmas special of Space Ghost when Aquatine Hunger Force at night? I don't know when it is, but Carl's there and he's like, oh, no, it's in a Danger Doom album. Yeah. And the and the guy who voices Carl is like on the track. He's like, why can't you play something badass? You know, something with piano, like Ariel Speedway. Oh, really? Or yeah, it's awesome. It's amazing you remember that reference. Yeah, it's, it's I good. also, speaking of music. Danger uh, Doom. I think I might have said Danger Mouse by mistake. Danger I mean Doom, Danger yeah. Doom. Because he M- does a lot of an stuff. MF Doom swim. and Danger Mouse That's collaboration. Not, yeah. Really good album, actually. Oh, yeah. It's great. Yeah. And it's Perfect chopped up forever. with Aquatine Hunger Force sound bites throughout it. And, and uh, Space Ghost as well. Quick shout out to Space Ghost yeah. Coast to Coast. Uh, just quickly, well, right off the top here, Tim, uh, I've just gone on the Facebook page to kick the podcast off. Oh, I, I love that Facebook page. I, I stumbled into a, a, a comment, which I just thought was unmissable. So yeah. when I was coming back, when I landed and you posted, uh, attention fans, planes have landed, time zones have been crossed. And now, and you posted a link to Thin Lizzy's song. The boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. Anyway, you posted it. Guess who just got back today? To little fan Montgomery, he's kind of gay. Apologies. There's no need for that. Like, it's homophobic and it's meant to be insulting. Yeah, I don't know Which is why it's homophobic. Anyway... Let's not distract from the fact that... It just uh, rhymed, man. Don't read a too listener, much A it. listener called Richard Smallfield wrote underneath you posting Thin Lizzy's video clip. Thin Lizzy's live and dangerous at the Rainbows, the best rock concert I've seen on video. Unfortunately, the video company went broke and the masters were lost. So the last I heard was that it can't currently be remastered. Lizzy is the almost only rock band I still listen to, having moved on to jazz and classical decades ago. But I still periodically return to Lizzy for a dose of Phil's inspired songwriting with uncommonly honest lyrics and great lead guitar duos, especially the classic band with Robo and Scott. Check out the CD, Live and Dangerous. Fantastic. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. There's some throwaway song post that you did. not even in the fucking movie. Unearthed. This diehard Lizzie fan who's just been looking for an avenue to rave about the band. That is great. So I think maybe for Richard Smallfield, in between this podcast and the next one, we'll sit down and we'll listen to... Uh, Live and Dangerous by Thin Lizzy, the, the concert album. And we'll give you just a little we'll review. review that. We'll review that. We're not music you. reviewers, but we'll do it. Because you told us we're to. We're not film reviewers either. Nope. 
This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Uh, anyway, so we have just watched the film for the 30th time. Mm. Tim, what was that like for you? Um, uh, do you know what? For the first time today, this is the first time this has ever happened, I started um, to think about when this podcast will end because we're after the halfway point. And I was like, maybe it'll be sad when it's over. You, you did know? ask. You said, will I be sad when yeah. it ends? And I said, it won't end. I d- <laughs> Threateningly. <right. laughs> well, because I think you were referring to the um, the play, which we were right, after <laughs> after we finished the podcast, right? Yeah. Or the, the the show, the stage show. Yeah, it's not really a play. It won't be a play. No. A play implies a level of sort of coherence and cohesiveness, which... We'll probably sidestep. Hey, I'd also just like to give a quick shout out and thanks and appreciation to everyone who has uh, texted me or gotten in touch about last episode. Uh, it was a doozy. You're right. You're it, absolutely right. It was a real rip snorter. Uh, I mean, Tim and I obviously had struck a very rich vein of form um, with regards to amusing one another and ourselves. And it was late at night, you know. Bewitching you know, hour. We just, get a bit we'd just watched the Warriors lose to the Penrith Panthers. Convincingly, actually, and in doing so, sort of eliminated their chance of making the top eight of the NRL this year. Of course, as you remember, uh, the Warriors had to draw, win, or lose by less than two points that's to make correct. it through. But that's neither here nor there. Um, the point is, is that we made a lot of half points in that um, podcast that we didn't really return to or flesh out in any kind of depths because, um, well, we were giggling too much. The, it was the nature of the beast, wasn't it? It was a fast, it was a fast-paced society. The world of podcasting. But this week we've written down some notes to kind kind of try and recapture some of those moments because there were some bloody good ideas that were coming yeah. out. And first things first, I think the biggest balls over the whole podcast, other than the whole thing, was uh, there was a line that Chris Rock said which was just completely nonsensical. Mm. Uh, and and we, we we tried to to rehash it for you and spit it out, but um, obviously in the, in the time between Chris Rock saying the movie on screen and us recording the podcast... Uh, it just got jumbled up with all the other fantastic memories we were generating. It was about an hour in real time, yeah. in about four or five days in um, the and sort of zone that Guy and I were in. That's correct. And uh, accordingly, we missed it. So the line was, what are you scared of, man? You're the rope from the... Fr- what are you scared of, man? You're the rope from the tree, triple flip, bird crush guy. And I've just written in parenthesis next to that. What is this? <laughs> yeah, because it's um. So this is when Kevin James is going to jump off Suicide Thirty Five, and 
which is a cliff onto some water. And um, <clears throat> he's kind of trying to back out of it. And Chris Rock's like, encouraging that line him is, like he's a brave and he's done, exactly. he's done this thing before. But what does that mean? What rope it, off what the it tree. Means that he's, there's, a, there's a rope hanging, there's a rope swing hanging from a tree. And what has happened is that at some point in their, in their time living in the town and growing up, Kevin James was, was swinging on the, the rope swing, did a triple flip off the rope from the tree and landed on a bird of some description, I suppose, for, for, for he crushed it. Do you think that it's possible that this happened in the first Grown Ups movie? And he's referencing... I was actually talking film. about this with uh, someone the other day. We were, we were in a car... And they were asking about something to do with the the, the podcast. And it, the idea occurred to me that maybe, and not seeing Grown Ups, maybe Grown Ups 2 is the most perfectly written and executed film and every single joke and line in it is a, is a well-executed callback to something that was set up um, in Grown Ups. And we've just completely dropped the ball and it's gone over all of our heads. I can't believe that for a second. I can't. But what Someone if it was? How us. embarrassing would that people, be for us? We'd have egg all over our face. There are people. We'd who, be the laughing stock of Hollywood, Tim. What do you think we are now, man? No one takes us seriously. No one's looked at a single screenplay that we've put across their desk because they've heard about the podcast first. They're like Tim and Guy, and that those those guys who tried to take down Adam Sandler. I'm not reading their thing. We're not trying to take down Adam Sandler. No, that's but that's my whole point. That's what people think we are. You're really We're paranoid about this. Tim turned to me today in the middle of the movie and said, "I'm really worried about what if Adam Sandler finds out about us." Yeah, I was. In that I think moment. that's, I was scared that's in like that that's. Um, I now think thought about it your a ego more. is is making you paranoid. What sort of ego do you have that you think Adam Sandler will stumble into this, or if he did actually care? I don't know, man. It was a thought in the moment. It's, <laughs> it's gone now. It's gone now. My my fear has been allayed by uh, the loveliness of time and it's calming soothing rhythm. time. They say time heals all wounds. They do say that, but that's a fucking. I lie. really like some cliches. You know, do you know there's like a point in your life sometimes when you, you have like an epiphany or a moment of realization and then you, in your head, you're formulating what's happened and you're formulating how you feel about it and the thought. And then eventually you stumble into a, a cliche which perfectly encapsulates the discovery you've made. Mm. And you're like, ah, oh, that's why that was there all along. So do you have an example of this? Do you have like a favorite cliche which has come up useful lately? No, but just we could just use time heals all wounds, which yep, just that did. works. Um, but you know, hey, you know, like your um, first big heartbreak, and then you get over it, and you're like, oh wow, I guess all it took was you know just a bit of distance between between the event and, and me and the other person involved. And I mean, I, I guess that the real the real common factor here is is that it's been a while, and, and time sort of has time. Whoa! And then you, uh, your second huge relationship ends, and you go, "Wow, the first cut is the deepest." Oh, you got it! Oh you my know, god, I'm on board, man. We're such a good teammates. Now, the saying, uh, the 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 pot calling the kettle black, that doesn't really count as a cliche, does it? I think it's an instance of the pot calling the kettle black. Do you know what I found out about that saying recently, bro? What? Is that the whole point of that saying originally was that the kettle is reflective. So it's the kettle is no way. How does it work? It's uh, like so some the pot is calling the kettle black, but the pot is just seeing its own reflection because pots used to be black and kettles were shiny. Oh wow! So the pot was only seeing itself. So it means something. It's quite like you're different. projecting your shortcomings onto someone else. Exactly, you nailed it. That was a very succinct 
explanation of what I was trying to get across. So, Thank God you're so here. It's an instance of the pot calling the kettle black. Yeah. Well, it's an instance of the pot calling the kettle a kettle, really, isn't it? Well, it's more like the pot calling the kettle a pot, if you think about it. <laughs> yeah. We have, we, we have fun. We have such fun. Now, listen, we've got a bunch of segments we need to rip into. Our regular checkpoints, our benchmarks, our yeah. flag masts. Uh, now, I don't know if you're interested in this, Tim. I'll float the concept to you live yes, on air. Please. And you can either yay it or nay it. I'll give you the power of veto. Great. We've got two regular segments so far. We've got the shining light. Yes. And we've got... Paddy Schwartz, party time. Paddy Schwartz, party time. Party time. Always with that one more, huh? Uh, anyway, I thought we could also add to this. Um, oh, we've got a we've got a, li- a live tweet coming through here from Natasha Hoyland, who's saying, "Really love the art direction in this photo." Okay, anyway, that's not the handle there. The segment is I haven't named it yet, mm. um, but it's pretty much. We guess what happened to Steve Buscemi in the first Grown Ups film that has led to his injury, his very oh, specific yeah, yeah. injury and ailment that he discusses in Grown Ups 2. Yeah. So in, the, in Grown Ups 2, Steve Buscemi, Chris Rock says, Hey. Hey, Wiley. Hey, how Wiley. You going? How you going? And he says, Oh, you know, just 14 months of this. And he puts his arms up in the air like he's like, like a he, touchdown. Like he's signaling thing. a touchdown. Yeah. And he goes, And I've only got 40% feeling in my body. 70%. 40%. Is it? I wrote it down. Oh, okay, cool. What could possibly have happened to Steve Buscemi to lead to these two symptoms? Yeah, because that's um, like he's obviously suffered some nerve damage in the first movie. How did he? How did it happen? So I I'm, want you to speculate right now. Cool. Here it comes. First of all, we've got to name the segment though. No, we'll do it afterwards. Go. Okay. Um, Steve Buscemi has been struck in the back and has sustained some injury to his spinal cord. Um, that has led to his hands needing to be in a specific kind of cast into a yeah, try yeah. touchdown formation. Um, because if they move around too much, some vertebrae will uh, like okay. knock out of where they need so to be. What's, what, so the doctors maybe have had to reinsert some vertebrae. They got like fucked up, disconnected. What, and, but what's, what has struck him on the back to cause this injury? So I think it was a tackle from behind. Oh, he got blindsided? Yes. Oh, wow. But not from the side. And who did from it? From the back. How did it happen? What was this, what were the circumstances surrounding this tackle? Well, if I had to guess, I'd say McKenzie was behind this. So Chris Rock has just out of nowhere tackled Steve Buscemi from behind, yeah. causing some sort of permanent nerve damage yes. and crushing a few vertebrae. Yes. And now the first time since that incident they've been they've seen each other and yep. Chris Rock has just completely blown over the whole incident, never no, apologized, no. and he's just said, Hey, Wiley, how are you feeling? He's picking at that scab. He's not like he knows how Wiley's You'd feeling. You'd think he wouldn't want to sabotage his son's chance of passing his driving test quite so aggressively. Such is the pursuit of jokes that every leading man in this film has. Oh, we mentioned it before, Kevin James. Just making fun at his family to their faces. I know. And with no one there to enjoy it. Same thing with Chris Rock, man. He's there just making jokes for himself at the expense of people around him. You know, and his son's future driving license. Like, maybe license. maybe it's also the, the that bit's also a testament from the film to our to all civil servants. Or is, is if you're doing driving tests, are you a civil servant? No. What, like if you did like if, if you're, you're like the if, you're the, if you're the judge. Of driving tests. The judge. Yeah. The, like judge the judge of driving tests. God, how good would it be if they had to wear like a powdered wig? Yeah, they, they had to dress up you? like a proper judge. Shit, that'd be good. Um, you should start a driver's company like that. Like a, not, you know, you driving lessons licensing. Driving lessons from people in character. Yeah. So whoever the, whoever the, <laughs> yeah. the instructor just has to do it in, in character. 
It's not a bad little business model. It could be a cheeky the, little learner on the side. I think it, well, it's not the worst idea of all time. Hey, oh, <laughs> watch out. We are burning the joint up this week. God damn it, is the slang. This is killing the uh, floorboards. All right, so there's pretty good speculation over Steve Buscemi. Do you want to name the segment now? I don't have a name for it. The Steve Buscemi Mystery Tour. Yes, I love that song by the Beatles so much. Magical Mystery Tour. Magical Mystery Tour, yeah. yeah. The Magical Mystery Tour is, is coming, coming to take you away. Very sing-songy episode we're doing. <laughs> Some would say too much. Coming I to would. take you away. It's such a good song, you though. Away. Uh, okay, what else have I got to talk about here? Um, well, you wanted you wanted specifically to talk about Tim Meadows' catchphrase. Yeah. What? Um, so we, we've talked about it before, but not for a while, not for a good many dozen or so episodes. <laughs> just moved to bring it up once more. Yeah, I just want to really highlight the absurdity of it because I don't know, it wouldn't look good in a script and it doesn't look good in the movie. It doesn't sound How good How do you out think loud. it was written in the script? A's, more A's, Yeah, sure. There's more A's than there is usually in what? People get it. How many A's though? Just put a number on it. I'd say probably more than five, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Eight, nine. It goes, what? How many A's is that? I would call what you just did eight or nine. In my mind, it's like 12. Okay. (laughs) Here's the thing though. (laughs) I think Tim Meadows um, like riffed that and then all his family had to... That was an ad lib. Well, no, sorry, Rift was is the wrong word. Rift is the wrong... I think he brought that in. I think he had some creative input. Yeah, reading. So it just yeah, it was regular Sandler. what? It was written for him. <laughs> Adam Sandler had been hanging out with him and he was like, you know, it's a great catchphrase that I've been working on for a while. Uh, what's that, Tim Meadows, in, uh, SNL superstar? It's just the word what, but you elongate the vowel sound. Um, yeah. So, if I may. <clears throat> so, you chuck an insult my way. Okay, well, let's make your character bald. But does that make any sense? Because they're all like 40-year-old guys that'd be the norm. No, no, no. Just, just run with it for a second. Let's say your character's bald, Tim. Okay, Adam. That's cool. Okay. He's bald. So, um, uh, hey, Malcolm, is that the knife the Indians used to half, half scalp you? Tim Meadows. I don't even get that. What? <laughs> That's how that exchange would yeah. be. I get it. I like, cause you, uh, I like that in the world, of the, the world that you created just then for that little role play... You made it first person, so it was Tim Meadows pitching it to Adam Sandler. And then by the end of it, it had de- like devolved into Tim Meadows referencing himself in third person while he tried to pass off his catchphrase. Yeah, there was a third person narrator there. What? I really need to commit to my um, narrative. More. Yeah, yeah. You've re- I, I apologize. I've been getting a lot of emails from listeners to him saying, T- Guy, you need to pull Tim aside and tell him to commit to his narrative. He's being, a f- he's being a fucking wuss about it. Did you have a shining light today? Yep please uh it was in a party scene when it's revealed that kevin james kim i believe her name is no kevin james chris rock's daughter can sing uh so like that so uh greg greg fader adam sandler's son accidentally knocks out the electric mains which takes out all of the audio at the party and guess but, what folks there's one but, oh yeah court. charlotte but charlotte mckenzie chris rock's daughter can sing really well mm. and she sings a song and then while she's singing she's got a beautiful voice uh, is there's shots of the crowd all, really sort, of, all sort of turning to look at her. And one woman, a middle-aged extra, commits to this facial adjustment beautifully. So she goes through the motions from surprised mm-hmm. 
sort of too interested, too mm. impressed. Mm. She's one of about four to five faces on screen, mm. and they've got about three seconds mm. to use their face to communicate that feeling. This woman is and the this, Meryl Streep. This woman is the Meryl Streep of that feeling. That's awesome, She man. Meryl Streep the shit out of it. Shit, well, I tell you what, I don't know who you're talking about, but I'm going to look out for that sassy yeah. lass I can't, next I viewing. can't wait to share it with you. And uh, what was your showing like, Tim? Well, funnily enough, it's an extra as well, and at the party scene, and also female. So on a similar wavelength, Guy, uh, there is, it's the bit where um, um, Maya Rudolph says, Bumpty, if you don't shut up, I'm going to knock I, I, that I, I, mohawk I, into a chin shut strap. Shut your mouth before I bump that mohawk into a chin strap. And then they all go, what? That catchphrase is at the start of the movie, it's in the middle, it's at the end. They really are trying to make it a thing. one piece of glue tying this whole thing. It's God, the skeleton around which they built this Frankenstein. Just that terrible singular word catchphrase. It's monosyllabic as well. That's the pro- like. You can't make a catchphrase out of one monosyllabic well, yeah, word. How would you do What? That would be funny if it was that guy and you know that character they use in the, the Simpsons. Simpsons. Sometimes. What? <laughs> why do you I talk, had a stroke. Why do you talk like that? I had a stroke. Um, no. So no. In closing, uh, yes, Mister Costigan, something most amazing has happened. You have got that guy's number. It was dead on. Uh, so in closing, my shining light is there's an extra on the left of screen who's just behind them and she just nails the timing of when to laugh at that mm. at that mm. joke mm. or at that threat. Mm. If there's one thing that's funny in this movie, it's the threatening of kids and there's a lot of threats to kids in it and that extra recognises that and gets the pace yeah, dead on. I quite agree. The pace on her face. Uh, running in a close second for my showing light this week, or actually it was more just a detail which I got very excited about. Uh, was the director Dennis Dugan we've discussed it earlier he makes, a, <laughs> oh, yeah. he makes a cameo in the film as an alcoholic doctor at the clinic who hasn't slept in over 68 hours he says that out loud so he's like yeah he says at that time so, at that point uh, in time he, he says that after preceding it with telling Adam Sandler that Jack Daniels is his cure for um, anger problems yeah then he drinks from a hip flask in his surgery mm. and then I haven't slept in 68 hours that's right and what happens next Tim so then what do you you mean like when we next see him? Okay, I'll 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 take us there. So when we next see the doctor, which is guy and I've done the math on this about four and a half hours later. In the world of the film, he's at the Fader's house and he's dressed as Billy Idol. There's no way the dude's been to sleep because it, it isn't even really suggested that he's leaving the clinic in such a hurry. Then let's let's give him the benefit of the doubt and say that the Faders are his last group of patients yeah, for the yeah, day okay. it was he's, around 4 I believe 4, 4 p.m. when this yeah. maybe a little after because I also, no, think, the, after. I also think the it's medical board after. would have something to say about one of their doctors still like working mm. despite having hours. not slept for 60 hours I'd say isn't there like a, a union or something there's got to be something to look some out for that some of socks I mean they've got stricter rules around cab driving than that it'll be like that um, association that uh, Subway keeps quoting all the time the doctors association surely yeah. surely they've got something to say about this Sandwiches and people Isn't not sleeping enough. You can enough. just take out a name like Doctors Association and then just tag it on all of your products. So like, good. It's approved by Doctors Association. What's the Doctors Association? It's a company we it's made. It's a company we made. <laughs> um, so the doctor, Dennis Dugan, the director, is then at the party dressed as Billy Idol. Just getting hammered just on beer. getting on it. With the police force. This guy is a one-stop one 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 man party machine. He's a one non-stop, man, non-stop. One, he's a one stop non-stop party machine. He's a machine. one stop one man no man's land party animal. 
who probably spent, I'd say, about two hours between leaving his surgery and going to the Faders Bash, getting his fucking spot-on Billy Idol costume He together. looks dead on. So, at this point, he has been up for a minimum of three days and three <laughs> nights, and he does... He's, there's no signs of him he's slowing down. necking beer. He... Like God, so he's become a bit of a patron saint in, in the in the realm of the movie because like there's a, a ginger woman who's feeding a beer bong to a dog yeah. who claims the yeah. dog is an animal. No, what? no, <laughs> the doctor is the animal. The doctor is the real party animal. Well, actually, there's two. I guess you could say there are two. There are two party animals at this party. Who's the first? Well, the the first one's the dog. Ah, oh. I thought you were going to introduce another. Okay. That's all right. The dog and the doctor. I gotcha. That's cool. Um, of course, we're missing uh, a- another segment, and uh, the time's running out, guys. So, are you ready to rip into two, three, four? Paddy Schwartz, party time. Paddy Schwartz, party time. Party time. Hey, why have we done the sting twice? Because we sang it before just for fun. Oh, okay, cool. So. What is our Patty Schwartz party time? Uh, uh, for those of you who are first-time listeners to the podcast, Patrick welcome, Schwarzenegger. Welcome, for a start. Patrick Schwarzenegger is um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's son, and he's in the movie. He's cast as one of the frat boys. Yeah. I'd say when his agent sent him the script, uh, the, the role said featured extra, and then in parenthesis, one line. <laughs> featured frat boy, parenthesis, parenthesis, one line. And then Arnie got involved and was like, I'm not going to try and do an Arnie. No, my, no, my son, my son, my son needs a minimum of half a dozen lines. No, my son needs, my son needs a minimum of half a dozen lines. That that was a good occasionally, yeah, like every second word. And at the end of the sentence, you really nailed lines. It. That's good. Lines. That's how Arnie would say it. I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh. oh, yeah, we got it. That's a surefire way to kill an impression, eh? If you've got to say the name of the person yeah. who you're imitating. <laughs> Just for clarity, I do not know where I'm from. Anyway, so Patrick Schwarzenegger, uh, he doesn't get much time on screen, but what he does get, he works really hard with. Uh, I'd say, I'd actually, it's comparable to last week's podcast in mm. that it is. Um, what he lacks in, in raw talent and execution, he makes up for in blind enthusiasm. Uh, and mine this week was was actually uh, I'd say ours. This ours is a joint thing. Yeah, I know, but I'm choosing it. This yeah, week. you are. I've chosen it. Uh, it's at least so when Taylor Lautner they're they're exchanging insults, the frat boys and the old boys, and Taylor Lautner says, "At least we're not stuck in some lame mouse town hanging up drywall for the rest of our lives." Patty Schwartz, oh, like just to the side of camera, loves this line. Petty, to Patty Schwartz, this is the biggest possible insult you could. Po- His mouth is agape. Open mouth, muted laugh. Obviously to Patrick Schwarzenegger, the idea of hanging up drywall for a living is the biggest insult that you could possibly bestow on anyone. That is the worst possible outcome in life, is to be stuck in some lame-ass town hanging up drywall for a living. I'd be okay doing that as a profession for for a while, for a few years. And I think you'd earn pretty good money doing it in New Zealand. We've, We've got a trade shortage here. And that was Paddy Schwartz, party time. Paddy Schwartz, party time. Party time. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so, yeah. So that's where we're at. What I'd like to do on this episode, Guy, if I may. I think this has been really positive episode, by the way. It's good to hear. I'm, I'm glad. You know, I don't think we've moaned once. Oh, well, it's good. It's good. Cheers, bud. It's great. Yeah, here's to you, eh? A little fist bump. Um... 
bring up the page that has all of the countries that are listening to our podcast because I found out that on our podcast website thing, yeah. I don't know what the word Do you is. you want to start from lowest to highest? It can tell you all of the countries that people who are listening in them are. So I'd like to close out today with a little shout out to, to all of you guys. Are we going to do it to all of the countries? Um, how many countries can there possibly be, Guy? Good question. Let's Tim. start at the top. Over 50. Jesus. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Oh, Jesus Christ, I've gone real specific. Wait, are these cities? We're in cities now. How did you do that? I got no idea. Well, we want countries. Should we shout out the top 10 cities? Do it. All right. In, in descending order. How do you do 10? We'll okay, we'll do it on our fingers. Well, I don't know, but... I, we'll, we'll do it on go, our fingers. We'll have to go from the top because I can't cut. Hit it. I wish they'd numbered them down, down the left side. That's shout like, out to Auckland, New Zealand. Wellington, New Zealand. Canterbury, New Zealand. London, City of United, City of London, United Kingdom. California, United States. Victoria, Australia. Pennsylvania. What? This is really high up the list. Sorry. But it's like in New Zealand, there's cities, and in other places, there are provinces and states. Well, there are provinces here too. We just see Canterbury instead of Christchurch. Definitely got to give a big shout out to Ile de France in France. I would like to say a healthy hello to Alberta, Canada. Yeah. We're straying from the top 10 now, folks. We're cherry picking. Cherry p- Nova, is Nova Scotia in there? Because I tell you what, if we start getting big in Nova Scotia, I'm quitting my job. Why do you, why do you love Nova Scotia so much? It would just mean a lot to me if we got big in Nova Scotia. It'd mean a lot to me personally. Okay. <laughs> If anyone knows anyone in Nova Scotia, if you can start spreading the word of the podcast, yeah. that'd be super. All right, Tim. Super we're going to awesome. shout out the top twenty countries that we've been. <laughs> oh to God! Right okay, now. and then we're wrapping. 
Fuck, this is a Here week, we go. This is a week in into we a strong go. podcast. Here we go. From the bottom. From the bottom. You, oh, yeah. You lead. Okay. I'd like to say hola to Brazil. I'd like to speak in the native tongue of Malaysia. I would like to beam out a congratulatory handshake to Thailand. I would like to knock on Norway. <laughs> I would like to broadcast some positive energy to Morocco. I'd like to big ups Belgium. Here's me saying howdy do to Nambia. I'd like to rack up the Republic of Korea. I would enjoy very much meeting Denmark. I would love to sing a song for Sweden. Guess who's getting a blowy? <laughs> the Netherlands. I would like to come round to Germany's house with a bottle of red wine and a, a tray of chocolates and just sit down for a dinner. I'll bring fresh guacamole too. Hey, I'm thinking of throwing a barbecue. Was wondering if you're free. Ireland. Hey, bonjour, France. I want to kiss you on your mouth. Uh, it sounds a little bit sexier than it is, but this next category <laughs> is simply on the website titled Other Regions. Hello to you. Hello to you, Other Regions, and a big hello to, to everyone listening in Canada. Uh, specifically Nova Scotia. I would like to say... Um, tie the, g'day, the, mate. G'day, g'day, mate, and tie the kangaroo down to me old cobblers and Aussie. Oh, hi. I didn't see you come in there. I was too busy being in America. Uh, hello, United Kingdom. All the best for hello, Scotland. Hello, United Kingdom. Hope it goes well for you. Currently including Scotland. Maybe that will change. Tentative. In the future. And, of course, to, to all of our friends and family and listeners in New Zealand. Kia ora and good evening. I've been Tim Bat. I've been Gum Montgomery. Live every moment. Love every day, yeah Cause before you know it Your precious time slips away Your precious time slips away wonder if anyone's listening planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.